welcome back to the Drew Brina Show. <laughs> Take three. Yeah. That was good. That Third's was a good a one. Welcome back. It's been, I think, like a month and a half of not recording. So I'm, I've got a literal whole list of topics to cover that I didn't get to talk about for the last month and a half. So, yeah, we have so much to catch up on, so much stuff that we've done in a month and a half, I would say. Look at that. So yeah, it's it's been a pretty jam-packed month and a half, just work-wise and then having your family in town and all good stuff. But Easter, it's like, yeah. Yeah, but we didn't want to sleep on the podcast, you know. Mm-hmm. It's a we, priority uh, for sure. It We're is. just having a tough time making it a priority as far as like time management. So we'll get better at it, but I would like to continue doing it every other Monday. That's my hope and prayer for us. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't, I think we talked about it last episode, but, um, yeah, we wanted to scale back to one episode every two weeks. Um, and that's just because of the busyness of our schedule. Yeah. Um, and I don't know though, that might change because in June, it sounds like hopefully, yeah, I, it's still up in the air. My work situation might be changing to where I don't have to wear so many hats, yeah, uh, and do so many different things as far as supervision, internship, this site, this client, this group, yeah, et cetera, et cetera. So it would be nice to have that kind of freedom soon enough, soon enough. But uh, yeah, I thought the first thing we could talk about is that my parents were in town the last week and kind of our like recap what we were excited about, what happened, like, like detail wise, because, you know, you post on Instagram, people see it and they're like, oh, cool. They did this, this and this. But yeah. there's like little tiny things that happen throughout the week that are like meaningful or like some like a milestone or not a right. milestone, but like something you'll think about long term, uh, like memories, right? Yeah. Things that solidify right. it in your brain. Instagram just week. captures the snapshots, but right. there's a little more heart behind it. There's a lot of heart and some struggle, <laughs> you know, <laughs> a little struggle sometimes. Uh, like love my parents, nothing against them. But, you know, yeah. you've got your parents in your space, but they were so grateful to like be able to be in our space and like yeah. so much gratitude and they were like so generous. So. Yeah, we're the exception. Usually it's the spouse that has difficulty with the in-laws. Yeah. But in our case, no, not difficulty. But, not difficulty. You know, they're they're your parents and they constantly remind you of that. I'm still your parent. I'm still your mom. I'm still your dad. True. Just like I'm the not control. Still 10. Yeah. Well, in some ways, but <laughs> like just that control level, like as an adult, you feel like you have more control and then you're around your parents and you're like, they're trying to take the control and you're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah, like everyone does things different way. Yeah. You know? Like, hey, we're adults, like four adults in one tiny 550 square foot place or whatever, wherever we were at the North Shore with that other small place. And it's like you only or the car, small areas. And, yeah. you know. I don't know. Can't all take lead. Yeah. Right? Random question. Do you think yeah. it would be acceptable for me to eat Cheetos puffs while recording the podcast? Um, I <laughs> think it might be a little bit disturbing and disgusting. <laughs> all the that crunch. <laughs> Ew. And then like cheese getting in the foam. Cheese, <laughs> cheese foam. Cheese foam. That's like such an important thing we did not know about about boba when we arrived here we didn't realize that cheese foam is legit like such an uh something that we're missing in the mainland it's just like yeah. this like creamy salty topping they put on boba yeah. and it's just phenomenal it's like a salty it's gonna be whipped cream yes. with like 
a little bit of a cream cheese taste. It sounds gross. Cheese foam. Like, yeah. It's nasty. We never tried it until we did. And yeah, we're like and it's life changing. It adds like a little saltiness to the sugar in the boba. It's super good. Oh, we should get boba on the way to our friend's house. <laughs> okay. So parents, again, I'll talk about my highlight and then you can talk about your highlights. Okay. So my first highlight is I think the second day in. We were going to chill on the beach. My dad literally said, <laughs> we're going to have a, to be a chill day. We're going to have a chill day on whatever day that was. And yeah, if you know anything about my dad, I, d- we did discuss this multiple episodes ago, but my dad had a open heart surgery, triple bypass surgery six months ago, and he's doing phenomenal, honestly. Um, so much so that he is like a total new wind. Like he is a new person and he, <laughs> If you know my dad, he's like speedy. He's speedy Gonzalez. Like he will not stop. He will not rest. He just goes and will not stop. And so anyways, that being said, he's like, we're going to have a chill day. And I, in my head was like, yeah, right. We're not having a chill day. My mom either. My mom and I just know, no way he's going to tell us exactly what we're doing the whole just day. Just kind of roll your eyes and look at each yeah. other. We'll I was see. like, I had a book and I was excited to read and sit down and read it. No way. So anyways, we yeah. go to the beach. We did. We did go to the beach and we were just... Uh, well, my mom and him went and got coffee at this other beach near where where his where Drew's parents normally stay at the surf rider, and they were just chilling. And my dad sees this outrigger boat go in and out, and he's like, "I want to do that." Which, yeah, I get it. It's really cool. You get to surf the waves on this outrigger boat. It's really canoe. I mean, yeah. And What's, so, explain what an outrigger. Okay, canoe is. so it's got it's like a small narrow kayak canoe looking thing in the middle, and then it's got two buoy looking, uh, uh, what would you call them? Uh, like, mm, I like, don't know. Uh, I sound so ignorant. Sure. Like but the things. Okay, you know, like a plane that lands on the water. Yeah, how it has those two. I don't know what they're called. The two little legs underneath it. Maybe you look it up while I water. keep talking yeah. about it, and we can use the ter- correct technology. Technology. You know what I'm saying? Terminology. So, anyways, we, uh, they had made friends with this couple who also wanted to do it. They overheard this couple overheard my parents talking about how they wanted to do it and how it needed like five people. And they were like, we'll do it with you. So it was like 25 bucks a person. And you go in, you get two rides out. So you go out and you paddle, 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 paddle. And then you, um, did you figure it out? I looked it up and all the, uh, they're all in Hawaiian. Really? Yeah. So in Hawaiian, <laughs> the little side Peace? support is ama. called the ama. <laughs> oh, hey, that's fitting. The ama in our life is a supporting character for sure. That's cool. She's our. She's like the church grandma. The only, yeah. She's our pastor's mom. Anyway, so then we go out and it was awesome. We got to paddle out and it was a beautiful day. It was crisp, clear out there. It was blue skies, blue water. Everything was perfect. We were going in between surfers. So that's kind of scary. So you go out and then you surf a wave back in. So you paddle, paddle hard out there and then you ride a wave in. And it was so fast. You'd think with like seven people on this boat that it wouldn't be fast, but it was so fast. Loved it. So we did that twice. And the second time we saw a turtle in the water and a surfer was like surfing next to us on the left. It was just a grand time honestly after i was done i was like hey sign me up for a competitive team i want to do this all the time yeah you're basically surfing on a canoe okay so i found the name of it so you would refer to it as a float oh on the side however the actual name of the piece is called an outrigger 
that's the thing oh. on the side, the rig on the outside of it that gives you stability. So it's so called an outrigger it. canoe. Yeah. Because it's a canoe and then that extra float attached to the side of it oh. is an outrigger. Oh, that's cool. cool. Good to know. Okay. You learn something new every day. Yep. So that was really my highlight, honestly. And I want to go again with you because Drew didn't get to go. He wasn't there for that, unfortunately. He yeah, it sounded really fun. Because it's funny because I followed your, for the first three days they were here, I had to work. Yeah. Um, like eight to three. And so I got to hang out in the evenings. But I would kind of, Sabrina would send me like the play-by-play of the day. <laughs> yeah. It was a mixture of play-by-play and her just like venting. Yep. They sang. Yeah. Um. Sorry, the microphone's giving me issues. But so she sent me, she's like, yeah, so much for a chill day. He saw one of those canoes out there. He wants to do it. Ugh. And then <laughs> after she, I got a text back like an hour later after she had done it. She's like, <laughs> it's so awesome. And then now it's like the highlight of your week. I know. So, I was so over already. It was only 10 a.m. and I was already over it because we walked a long way to get to the yeah, beach. Right. <laughs> yeah. And then he's like. Oh, we're just going to canoe. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, fine. And we had no money. So we had to, like, put together all of our cash to figure it out. And we didn't have an ATM nearby. So it was, like, perfect that we all had enough cash to contribute to it. Anyway, it was kind of a hassle. And I little, I'm married to you. And so hassles are. <laughs> yeah, you do. You Not do my- create a lot of hassles. That's right. Ah! Just kidding. My highlight wow. was mm-hmm. when we went to Waimea Bay. Yeah. On the last day. And chilled, actually. And actually chilled. Yeah. Kind of. Kind of. We, I mean. <laughs> Tell them the story. Why not? I mean, we showed up and then we like got our, you know, camp set up. Spinner dolphins. Yeah, that's true. Like immediately when we showed up and we were walking to go set up our beach site with our chairs and umbrella and stuff, we look out uh, probably like a half mile out and there's spinner dolphins jumping up and spinning around and doing flips like right out there in the ocean. So that oh, was a really cool. cool greeting committee, you know, welcome committee. <laughs> and then we got our chair set up and everything. And then your dad's like in the water without like sunscreen or anything. Nope. Within like 10 seconds. Boogie boarding. Yeah. Uh, no, snorkeling. No. Oh, and he was like paddling right. over to the, like to, to the, the rocks. reef and rock. <laughs> like in the really choppy part. Scary part. And there's no snorkeling over there. But to his defense, Someone told them, oh, yeah, the left side of Hanama Bay has that. But you they were talking about hand. left as if you were facing the shore. Mm. Whereas I feel like if you said the left side, it's like from the perspective right. of standing on the beach. Right. Anyway, so, yeah, he went out and did that. And then we had that site for all but, I don't know, 30 minutes. And then he, further down the beach, which granted further down the beach yeah. was nicer. Yeah. There was like less of a current. The yeah. water was less aggressive. Yeah. Um, there was, the water was calm, so you could actually snorkel and see a bunch of fish down there, which we did. Right. And so we did end up moving down there, um, but it was a better spot. And we stayed like for like a whole, maybe hour and a half, which is a long time. Wait, total? I think we're there from 11 to 2. Oh, really? Double that then. Yeah. Yeah. So honestly, that was a highlight for me too. Um, I did get to see like little humus over there. We did snorkel another time right in front of our condo, which was really cool. And it was really cloudy, but we still got to see humuhumus and like a little angel fish and all this stuff. If you can't tell, my highlights are always the like, (laughs) my highlights are always the animals, to be honest. 
getting out into the water, doing something cool, and the animals. That's really. Oh, and I would like to say I got to surf after we did the outrigger. We were so inspired by, the, by this outrigger that we were like, let's go surfing because the waves were pristine. Honestly, it was like a perfect day, although the UV was 12, which is severe, like really severe. Like normal is like normal is like two to three. Like in the mainland? E- yeah. Oh, well, anywhere. UV is like pretty normal. Normal is like two to six so kind of like deal. Six times so the normal. It was Ooh. bad, bad, bad. But we put on a bunch of sunscreen. We went out there and surfed and I was tired. My dad was doing laps around me and he surfed so many waves compared to me. It was so frustrating. But anyways, I got up on my knees a couple times, but I was exhausted at one point. So I just like laid on my board and I just laid there and I was like laying like with my le- arms up and just like my head down. And I just really out loud said, God, I'm so tired. Like, can you bring me a turtle? Because I just wanted something to help me keep going because I was kind of annoyed at the way my dad was talking to me too. That was a little rough for me because he was just kind of trying to control what I was doing and stuff. But he meant well. He was really trying to teach me. So anyways, and so only like um, not within, within a minute, a huge turtle just swims up right in front of my board, pops his head up, looks at me, goes back under and leaves. It was the coolest thing. It was, it was so, it was so cool. So my little Honu is Honu and Honu. I I posted this on Instagram today because it was just really important. It's the Hawaiian word for turtle. Yep. Honu. Honu means, um, to move with perseverance or endurance. That's cool. And so I just feel like God has been using turtles for a long time for me. So I am In what way? Like he's been using them to show me signs of his love for me and just showing me like when I'm tired and exhausted and don't want to persevere, uh, she shows me a turtle, you know, or any kind of wildlife. Honestly, dolphins were really therapeutic last year when we were going through our hard time. Like we'd go out there and paddleboard with them and I would just feel instant peace. So really any wildlife, but especially turtles, he brings me all the time. So. Yeah, we have a lot of turtles since we've been here. Yes. All they're right. coming out too because uh, it's ma- uh, hatching. Or, um, yeah, their eggs are about to be laid. Oh, that's cool. I know. I saw there's an opportunity to adopt one where you basically sponsor them, the relief efforts of, yeah. uh, for the sea turtles to protect them and everything like that. All right. So before we get into the topic, I want to, since a lot has gone on since last time, let's just do like a rapid fire. Um, I don't know. Just list three things that you've experienced since the last podcast. Three things I've experienced like emotionally, spiritually, any, in any area. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I have this whole list of stuff. How am I supposed to narrow it down? Um, okay. I guess some of the things I've been experiencing is some, hardship just with my schedule at work like being so long being there so long and like not being able to hang out with my friends has been really hard for me Mm -hmm. so during lunch I've I have an hour and so I've been going on these really long walks um at least 20 minutes to really just like pump up my heart rate and make me feel better throughout the day because I am feeling so mentally sad about not spending time with my friends anymore um so I've been trying to like go get myself a smoothie or just 
don't even worry about food. And (laughs) that's hard for me. And just keep walking, keep walking, keep walking just around my work or go to the beach. Um, Like the other day I walked to the harbor, the boat harbor, and I saw a humuhumu which is a state fish, by the way, of Hawaii. Long name is Humuhumu Nukunuku Apua'a. <laughs> um, and I saw an angelfish as well. So that was really, really cool. I just, again, they're like little animals everywhere that God's like, hey, like I'm here. I know you're struggling with this schedule. You miss your friends. You miss your husband. Like I'm still here and I'm getting a little emotional, but that's been really hard for me. So that's first thing. Second thing, my brother got married <laughs> April 22nd youngest brother youngest brother he's 19 years old got married on the 22nd that was really like last minute news i didn't know it was happening um and i uh yeah that that was tough for me but i am really excited for them and i'm thankful for his new wife i love Holly. so shout out to my brother and his new wife cuz i know they listen to our podcast together So, um, I love you guys. I'm happy for you. Um, and can't wait to see what your life is like in the UK because that's where my brother's getting stationed. Yeah. And let's see, let's see. Easter was powerful. Easter was really powerful. Just all week long leading up to Easter. I was just feeling like each stage of the cross, different days were enlightening different things in my life, like forgiveness, love, um, patience, endurance, things like that up in, in each day leading up to God's, um, the Holy week and, uh, the resurrection, death and resurrection all felt very like, in like God was teaching me something every day leading up to Holy week is what I'm trying to say. So really powerful stuff was happening. Nice. You, um, me, let's see. Um, I went to a tea party yesterday. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just going to leave that there with no context. No, it was for uh, a coworker in my baby shower. And we <laughs> oh went God. to like a tea room and had like tea out of fine china. And then we had like finger sandwiches and little desserts and sugar cubes. It was actually really nice. And he brought me home leftovers of those little sandwiches yeah, and they, they were had, great. They had really good ones. There was like cucumber jalapeno, um, the uh, chicken curry, yeah, that was egg my salad. Um like tomato and cheese it was there's a lot of really good ones and the tea was great i had earl gray and i made a london fog so which is earl gray milk and then sugar it's really delicious so yeah we That's were all tea too. caffeinated it's so funny like tea like if you keep drinking tea it's just like a i just picture a bunch of old ladies during tea time gradually <laughs> they get more and more caffeinated true and hyper you know it's yeah. not this like calm like by the end of it, they're You're like, suited. Ah! yeah, they're like, let's go out to the bar after this. Seriously. <laughs> Actually, someone in our group did say that because we were, we were in Chinatown. Yeah, oh, we were close gosh. to uh, all the bars. Anyway, that was actually a really uh, very cultured, cultured experience for me. That and then um, I guess all mine are going to be food related. Well, uh, no, my uh, in addition to Sabrina's brother getting married, my older sister got engaged. <laughs> um, yeah. And really happy for them. I really like her fiance. He's a good guy. Fiance. Did I say that? <laughs> yeah. Really like her fiance. And um, yeah, I went to high school with him. So I know him pretty well. Or not pretty well, but I, I know him, him decently. Yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah, really happy for them. That's super exciting. Mm-hmm. It's just me and them. my sister. So we're about to all be 
signed off and off the parental leash. <laughs> um, yeah, and then let's see what else. Um, I think. What else have I been doing? I'm trying to think too. Uh, I don't know. If you oh, can, oh what? no, that's a different segment. I was going to talk about the book I was reading. Um, we found this place that has these uh, Japanese bubble waffles. Oh yeah, and so good. It's like I these I was dreaming of waffles that have this little bready, like spongy filling inside, and yeah. there's this like. Um, whipped cream dipping sauce that tastes kind of like cheese foam yeah like salty whipped cream it's really good anyway um yeah those are my top three <laughs> so two of them were food and drink related so um, i know we did have a bunch of really great food so if you need any recs for honolulu i got you yeah for sure <laughs> All right, so I'll introduce our topic of today's episode. So I have a good friend back in Texas who messaged me a couple weeks ago, and the terrible friend that I am (laughs) did not message her back, but she did ask me a really great question, and I thought, you know what, this would be a great podcast episode. So this is for you, my friend Kara. (laughs) She asked me a question, and she just said, basically, she asks a lot of people this question, and it's like, hey, how do you um, help with uh, you know, repairing after a conflict or after tension, um, emotionally and spiritually. And so how do you repair after? Yeah. How do you reconnect? Yeah. After having, when you feel disconnected, when you feel disconnected, maybe from distance or just because you had gotten an argument or whatever, whatever disconnects you the most, maybe kids disconnect you a lot with discipline or whatever it is. And or work or schedule. Exactly. Or right. An in argument case, or personality differences. So many Introvert versus extrovert. Yeah. There's plenty of diverging Ways. paths because you're two individuals. You yes. Know? Coming together. So I thought that was a great question. So yeah. kudos to her. And, and I was like. Yeah. Instead of just texting her back, you're like, hmm, let me make a podcast episode <laughs> about that. <laughs> well, it's also been like three you. weeks since she asked me that. So I felt horrible. Does she um, know that we're doing it no she doesn't it'll be a surprise to her mm. i know if i'm excited got, yeah, to she send it to her wants to listen if she's not too mad <laughs> no bring a ghost to me why would i listen to no way podcast? no way she'll love it she'll be happy to hear about it anyway so i was like sitting down jotting down like things i was thinking about um so i'll kind of like do it quickly real quick but then i s- thought about it really really thought about it and i was like i feel like all these points aren't good enough and I was like, what has really helped Drew and I? Like, I like really want to be authentic and vulnerable. Like, yeah, at the core, what helped us last year to like repair because we did have to repair a lot. Um, we were really, really bad at it, but then we've been getting better at it. And so I was like, really, the only thing that has helped us the most is what we uh, refer to as the courageous conversation. And Courageous Conversation comes from Relate 2020 Ministries. So you can look that up and they do workshops and everything about it. And you can get trained to walk people through it and, um, yeah, and and get trained yourself with a workshop on how to do it, how to use Courageous Conversation. But I just told Drew like an hour ago after his meeting, I was like, hey, I really think we need to talk about Courageous Conversation because it is life changing. Yeah. It's been life-changing for us. And why would we keep this hidden? 
Mm-hmm. Um, the only thing I would say is that um, it does come with a lot of nuances, like things you need to learn around this conversation yeah. before starting it with your significant other. So as a caveat, I would also say if you have, if you want to use this template, because that's why we're, we're putting this on the podcast, like I would say, you know, come to us to ask some more questions before yeah. you do it. I was going to propose that too, after we like walked through it, True. but yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I agree with Sabrina. Um, and you can tell me what you think about this, but I think it is important at least when you're learning it, um, to learn it from somebody who has done it. Not that we're experts or something, no. but just that we know the nuances and language. It's not any type of credibility or anything. It's just interpreting like, what are these different steps? And also, I think it's important to do it with a mediator in yeah. the beginning to yeah. keep you on track because the old habits will surface uh, during, you know, conflict resolution. So, so should we just so go true. into it? Yeah. Yeah, let's go into it. Cool. And then, uh, yeah, so we're going to kind of do an overview. It's not going to get too mechanical. Again, if you want to learn more about it or even if you want to go through a session with us, you trust us with that. Um, not Obviously not on the podcast or anything like that. Um, it'll be on our Patreon. No, I'm just kidding. We'll hey, just air actually, your, air your dirty laundry. Really kind of cool. And we'll talk breach and confidentiality. No, 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 no not, I know, not I know put it. You, mean, on, you know what I'm trying to say? Yeah, like it An would. It would something. show the mechanics of it, like yeah. Sabrina and I doing one. That would be a cool. Episode. That would be a cool one. Yeah. So we'll kind of give a brief overview of it and what I guess what each uh, section helps us with, and yeah, yeah, what yeah, so. Uh, what you do first is you each read identity statements over the other person. So the first, the man reads it to the woman, um, and it's just speaking truth over her, right? You're a child of God. You're loved. You know, no matter what you feel toward her, that this truth is still the same. You know, chosen, your, um, yeah, your value is far above rubies. You have redemption through Jesus' blood. You are his bride. He's your bridegroom. Um, you're just affirming that truth over her. And yeah. then secondly, uh, the wife will read it then over the husband. Um, and she's just doing the same thing. You're a noble man in Christ Jesus, complete in him. You know, um, yeah, leader, I can submit to you uh, together. You know, we have more power. So yeah. it's in the face of that emotional um yeah, the kind of emotional charge that we often bring in when we're disconnected. Right. Um, we're first laying down a foundation. foundational truth. Yep. That's so true. I have a quick question. So in this case, like my friend, she's dating someone. Yeah. So like what would this identity statement look like if yeah, you're dating someone? You'd have someone? to rework it, right? Totally. Um, because some of the language in here is about the covenant of marriage and specific roles uh, for the wife and the man. Yeah. Um, in terms of the design of marriage. Yeah. And so, yeah, it would need to be reworked, you know, but That's there's good. certainly overlapping truth oh, in totally. both of them, you know. Yeah, because we as just individuals can affirm each other as friends. Yeah. Like me, I can affirm a friend who is a male of his like courage and bravery and boldness right. and things like that. Yeah. Um, so it, it can be it can be true for yeah. a dating relationship to encourage the other person for and sure. their identity for sure. For sure. And then, and uh-huh. then do, you, do you have something to say? No, I was going to, okay. I was going to go through this, but can I, can you bring the laptop a little bit closer to me? I can't. 
C like that. Okay, so you have can you hear me? Yeah, there we go. You have to decide who's going to be the speaker and who's going to be the listener. So uh, it that's a hard one because you have to choose. Like if you have to, you're trying to repair a really hard conversation, a really hard a disagreement. Um, one may want to be the, you know, speaker. So they we both might want to be the speaker because we both want to be heard. But one has to decide to be the speaker and the other has to be the, decide to be the listener. Um, and so the speaker agrees to a few things and the listener agrees to a few things. So the speaker agrees to speak the truth in love, provide a safe environment for listening, state the facts that you're basing. Well, I'm going to read it as if I'm saying it myself, state the facts I am basing my feelings on instead of making my feelings, the facts allow you the listener to summarize the meaning of my statements and be willing to clarify my statements until you have understood the message to my satisfaction. And then you say, I agree to see God's will for our lives and our relationship. Yeah. Just a preface. Yeah. There's two pieces to it. Like the speaker and the listener. Yeah. The speaker is the one sharing their heart, what's on their mind. And the listener is giving them the gift of, Listen. of listening. And so like Sabrina was saying, as the speaker, you can sort of use this tool as a weapon Right. Um, if you're not doing it carefully and be like, oh, I need a courageous conversation and I'm going to be the speaker. And then it's like the one person is just getting something off their chest every time. Yeah. And so it's actually better that the listener, uh, initiates the courageous conversation and say like, Hey, I really want to give you the gift of listening. Like, can we do a courageous conversation? I want to hear your heart. You know, right, right. how different is that than like, Oh, we need to do a courageous conversation and I'm going to be the speaker. Because that kind of communicates that what you're feeling is more important than the other person's Yeah, feelings. no, that makes sense. So then the listener agrees to these things. I agree to hear you until you are satisfied that I have considered your trouble and known your soul and adversity. I agree to listen from your perspective, show respect by staying in the conversation, not complain, explain, or blame, restate the meaning of the message to your satisfaction, gain wisdom and develop understanding to establish a relationship of trust, and to use the knowledge to resolve our issues for good and not for evil. And then you also say, I agree to do these things. So as you, we haven't even like gotten into the actual conversation. <laughs> like, and if you're seeing the pattern, it's really laying down solid truth about yeah. one another. Yeah. Making an agreement to right. stay in the conversation. That's right. Um, and so it's just providing this protective barrier using God's wisdom around the conversation. Right. Um, and then next in the introduction, as you're preparing, you then, uh, you then pray uh, into the conversation. So the wife has a prayer as the speaker, and the husband has a prayer as the listener. And then there's another version where, of the husband's prayer as the speaker and the wife's prayer as the listener. And those just consist of like, um, God, like I surrender to you. Give me the right words to speak. Um, give me sweetness of lips so that I can articulate what's going on. I know that you see me. Uh, and then uh, like the husband's prayer, it's like, help me to understand and live with my wife in understanding that our prayers would not be hindered, that we would be able to resolve every issue that comes up. Um, Lord, I choose to be a willing man. Uh, and then it's even admitting, you know, hey, I'm scared. I'm afraid. I'm not sure what she's going to say. 
um, or what she might accuse me of. Um, but it's like, give me the grace to be strong. Cause it, it is, it's a lot. It's, uh, our aunt calls it the listener is the one who's up on the cross. Yeah. Getting all the accusations thrown at them. That's right. Yeah. My aunt and uncle are the ones who first taught us about this courageous conversation because they actually do training in it. Um, so again, another just like throw this out there. If anyone's just like, wow, I'm desperate for something like this. My marriage is failing or even if it's not failing and you just want something like this, cause it is really powerful. Um, let me know because they're, they're always open to finding somebody or doing it themselves to help mediate. And then also I want to find out how we can, can do that too for other people. So, yeah. Um, I was thinking this one, I'll like just introduce all of them, just read all of them through. Uh-huh. Um, and then we can alternate with the questions. Like we're going to do like a little play-by-play, like as if we're doing it? No, no. Oh. Like um, like I'm just going to do them one after the other so you can see the big picture. And then we'll talk about And then it. we'll break down each okay. one of them. Sure. Yeah, which in that breakdown, there might be some role play. Who knows? Okay. Yeah, okay. Who knows? So now we're actually in the conversations. Now that we've um, set the standard, now that, yeah, we've set the stage and the standard, and we've spoken true identity over the other person. Mm-hmm. We've prayed into it, right. and we've made the agreements um, that we're going to stay in the conversation. Right? right. And so now is the actual, you know, footworks of the courageous conversation. Stay okay. tuned for them after this brief message. I'm just kidding. Um, I wish we had some ads. I want to get on that. <laughs> Anyone want to give us an ad to do? Make money? <laughs> so, yeah, better help? No. Right? Um, so these are the 10 courageous conversation questions. And you ask each of these, not like, you know, you don't just rattle them all off at once. You go one by one. Right. So the listener, say I was a listener in this um, scenario and Sabrina was a speaker. Mm-hmm. I would ask Sabrina, respectively, One, what is your most pressing issue? Two, in addition to this, is there something else? Three, how is this affecting you? Four, what will the future be like if nothing changes? Five, what do you see as my responsibility for this issue? For example, what have I done that contributes to this issue? Six, what do you see as your responsibility for this issue? What have you done that contributes to this issue? Seven, what does the preferable future look like to you? Eight, what's the most powerful thing we can agree to ask God for? Nine, what is the one thing we cannot fail to do or everything else in this conversation becomes inconsequential? And ten, what practical steps must we take to course correct and get out of our regular normal cycle? So those are the ten questions. Yeah. You want to do number one? Sure. Uh, what, who's going to be the listener? Who's going to be a speaker? Uh, I'll, I guess I'll be the listener in this scenario. Oh, we're doing, so we're doing a role play. Oh no, we're just. Oh, we're just describing them. I guess. I feel like describing them might be harder than just role playing a little. Yeah, we'll just. We'll be brief. Very brief. Because the real one can come later. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Drew. Yeah. So I'm the speaker. Yes. I mean, I'm the listener. Oh, you're the listener? Yeah, I'm the listener. Okay. Um, okay, so if I was a listener, I would say, Sabrina, what is your most pressing issue? Um, I'm like, do I go... 
Yeah, just do something like light super or like heavy. You, you didn't take the trash out last night. Okay. Like yes, yeah, so you told me you'd take the trash out and you didn't. Okay. See, so, and then we can give like a kind of a commentary on. Yeah. And so she just stated the facts. She didn't say, you're a lazy man who never does anything. Yeah. She said, you didn't take out the trash last night when you said you would. Okay. And then. Wait, and the listener is to reflect back. Yeah. And so after she says that, then I would, in my own words, without just regurgitating it, what she said, I would say, okay, I gave you my word that I would take out the trash. Right. And I didn't do it. Or if you don't agree with that, you can say, like, and it doesn't matter if you agree or not. You're just reflecting back what you heard from the person. So a neutral response could be like, okay, what I'm hearing you say is that um, you heard me say I was going to take the trash out and I didn't take it out. Yeah. And then the second question I'd say, in addition to this, is there something else? Because there's a lot of times there's a chair behind the chair. There might <laughs> be something deeper. We learned that from the Walk in Love podcast. If you are ever <laughs> wanting to learn about the chair behind the chair, because that's really helpful too. Um, yeah. So no, there's nothing else. Yeah. Okay. Um, and she could say, you know, Oh, you didn't do the dishes too. True. You don't want to go another... so far off topic that you open up everything. Yeah. It's like, I'm afraid of dying alone. And, uh, true. No. I could say, yeah, you like, keep it specific. Also said you would do the dishes and you didn't do them yesterday. Yeah, Cause the theme is the same. Right. But if she was like, oh yeah. And also like, I don't see you being the father of my kids. You know what I mean? <laughs> like that, like you're not going to go way off base. We can only yeah. talk about one thing at a time, you know? Sure. Okay. So question number three, how is this affecting you? Um, it affects me because it makes me feel like I can't trust you to do what you say you're going to do. Okay. And I'd say what I'm hearing you say is you have difficulty trusting me um, because I don't follow through with my actions when I give you my word. Right. Is that correct? That's correct. Cool. And then question four, what will the future be like if nothing changes? I think I'd be consistently frustrated and might lash out at you. Okay. So if nothing changed, you the frustration would be prolonged and um, you would have difficulty restraining yourself, not lashing out at me. Yes. Okay. Um, question five. What do you see as my responsibility for the issue? Drew's responsibility. Um, I see your responsibility as doing what you say you're going to do when you say you're going to do it. Yeah. So, well, I guess a, I think a better way to ask this question is what did I do that contributed to the issue? Not what you'd like me to do in the future. Um, didn't keep your word. Yeah. Didn't follow through. Yeah. So I would say, okay, what I'm hearing you say is that my responsibility in this issue is to follow through when I give you my word. Right. And then uh, I would ask her, what do you see as your responsibility for this issue? What have you done that contributes to this issue? Uh, responded out of anger when you didn't do it. Yeah. And, um, yeah. So I would just say, so what I hear, just heard you say is that uh, you think you may have like uh, reacted in a not nice way. Right. Yeah. 
notice I'm not interjecting my thoughts of like, oh, well, but you're like, what you've done is you are, are always, you know, right. bar- barking me, barking orders, and I just want to break, me. and yeah. it makes me want to do it less. You know, that's <laughs> what we want to say, but it's not. That's not the purpose of this conversation. Right. Okay. Number seven. What does the preferable future look like to you? It would look like you following through with the tasks and the things you say you're going to do. Yeah. Um, yeah. So what I heard you say is that your preferable future would be more follow through when yes. I tell you I'm going to do something. Right. Eight, what is the most powerful thing we can agree to ask God for? Um, I think. And this one we actually do collaborate on. That's right. And we do pray beforehand too, right? Yeah. So at this point, yeah, when we say what's the most powerful thing we can agree to ask God for, you can take like a minute of silence to hear from God, or we can kind of brainstorm ideas and then pray for it. So let's just say I did it without like collaboration for now. Um, I would say the most powerful thing we can agree to ask God for is grace for the other person when they don't do what they say they're going to do. Yeah. Yeah. And I can add in to that. Yeah. And obviously you don't want to start another <laughs> argument. Um, and so you want to be congruent with right. the other person's theme. Again, whether or not you agree with it or not, you know, because right. in some cases, yeah, I literally am like, oh, yeah, I'll take it out. And I don't do it. And then, like, there might be other times where she, you know, heard me incorrectly or something like that, yeah. you know. And so but it doesn't matter because this is about this is her conversation. Yeah. What she's feeling, you know. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I could say, like, uh, yeah, I think asking God we can always use more grace for one another right That's right and then i can also say like oh could i also add in like maybe ask for structure so that our responsibilities are more defined you True. know and then she can be like uh yeah it's on the fridge look at it yeah <laughs> right okay <laughs> so yeah then you know we would pray and we would just say like god we just come before you Uh, We ask that um, because you showed us so much grace that we can show grace to one another and that you would provide more order uh, in our home and in our chores um, so that we can have a house that honors you and gives more room for connection and fellowship. Yep. Something like that, Mm -hmm. you know? And what's cool is the Holy Spirit like joins in, you know? Yeah. Because she didn't say that specifically, but as I was praying it, like that kind of flowed out of my heart. Right. Good. Uh, question number nine. What is the, because it's all, you know, fine and dandy, you say a prayer, but now it's time to get practical. <laughs> What's one thing we cannot fail to do or everything else in this conversation becomes inqu- inconsequential? <laughs> um, one thing we cannot fail to do is, oh, this is a hard one. I always get caught up in this one, I think. Um, I think it would be yeah. Help me show each other grace, right? Yeah. So it show each other grace, grace and yeah. take practical action to, you know, under understand our roles and our chores. Yeah. Yeah, and then we flesh that out more in question number ten. What practical steps must we take to course correct and get out of our regular, 
quote unquote normal cycle. So I think we actually did a courageous conversation kind of similar to this. Yeah. And the practical step was we're going to take an hour and a half. We're going to print out a chore chart. Right. Put Monday through Friday, put our names on it, sit down for an hour and a half and um, assign those to one another. That's right. And we did like weekly, but then also monthly. So monthly, the dog... The, every couple months, the dog gets a bath. Sabrina does it. Every couple month, every month, Drew goes and gets the car cleaned out or car cleaned, um, changes the oil. In theory, kind of yeah. All this is in theory because have we done it? No. Yeah, but, but it's been progress. It's progress. It's better than the old. Who's cycle, doing this? You know? Who's doing that? Yeah. Who's 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 who's? And yeah. having had this conversation, I think we're more aware of when we start slipping on the follow through. Right. And also, sometimes the practical steps change because our responsibilities and life season has changed. So. Right. Totally. Yeah, those are the questions within the courageous conversation one uh, through ten. So helpful. And then you kiss after. No, we just added that in there. <laughs> yeah, you kiss. You have sex if you're married. That kind of thing. Shoot. Okay. So one more thing I wanted to bring to light real quick. Um, can you zoom in on this, babe? Oh, here we go. No, I think this is really important because it's more practical for those dating. Mm, okay. Okay. So I wanted to put that in there real quick. We will put this, we can put this in the notes because this is really helpful, this document. This was sent to me by my uncle too, and it's six steps to move towards a conversation with the goal of reconnection, even when it feels scary. I'm just going to go through them really quick because we're at 45 minutes, but I think that these are really practical for someone dating, especially because the courageous conversation like we just talked about could be for dating and marriage, but it is geared towards a lot of married married couples. And I'm not saying you can't use a dating. I think it would be a great way to learn how to communicate if you're looking towards um, yeah. engagement and marriage. You just for tailor sure. it. Tailor it towards tailor the it. level of That's commitment right. and intimacy exactly. in your exactly. relationship. But these are really practical too. So I wanted to also say this. Um, so one is change your goal from distance to connection. When we have gotten really good at keeping a safe distance from each other, it is hard to imagine being in a loving relationship again. Having a conversation starts with identifying the goal of your marriage. Is it to keep a safe distance or your relationship, I should say, goal of your relationship? Is it to keep a safe distance from each other or is it to share meaningful connection and intimacy? When you change goals from distance to connection, it means dropping any cases you've been building against the other person, repenting for how you've allowed disconnection to happen and letting the other person know you are putting your connection first. So I think, well put, it's distance to connection. So really you're seeking to connect with somebody instead of just trying to uh, let it go. You know, sweeping under the rug, giving it distance where like physical distance is there and you're not talking about it. Right. Two is stop engaging disrespectful conversations. So, you know, when we are talking and we're saying all the time, you, 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 you've done these things instead of I'm feeling this way, that can become really harsh. Um, And I think it's really important to refuse to participate in any of that. Because um, it's a hard boundary. That is very hard because it me. looks a lot like stonewalling. Yeah, and sometimes it is. Well, but... I think there's a way to do it without stonewalling. Yeah. Like, I think there's a way to say like, "Hey, like this goes into boundaries, right?" Like, mm-hmm. "Hey, I can... like need to put a boundary up." You know. Yeah, I can see this is important to you, and you're upset. I'm willing to talk to you about it, um, but not in the manner that you're discussing with me right now. Right. Or pausing, like we always say, like give it a pause, go into separate rooms, go into a different, go in the car, stay in their yeah. house, whatever, um, go get a boba, whatever, and um, and then come back to the conversation. Yeah. 
Third one is own and address your fear before having the conversation. So really taking time to process what you're feeling and identify why you are reacting out of the way that you the way that you are. So out of anxiety or anything like that. And then taking time to lower that anxiety mm-hmm. with something that helps you. So maybe yeah. that's getting boba <laughs> or writing things out or listening to music, worship music or something like that. Yeah. It's um, like all the things where we're like, you're not in a state to be talking about this right now. Like it doesn't help that, to say that, but yeah, we apply those to ourselves. Yeah. We check our own selves. It's like, you're being irrational. You're yeah. afraid. You're upset. It's like, we should look at ourselves and be like, okay, am I fear-based right now? Am I irrational? Am I not when they accuse us, but we should think about that before we even come to them and be like, am I just being like selfish and self-seeking? You know, like, is this really something to, you know, what are my fears around this? And start projecting it onto the other person. Right. And then four, be ready to communicate what you need in the relationship. So coming after journaling your thoughts out or whatever you need to do, write it on your notepad and your phone, just like coming to that person with exactly what it is that's bothering you and what you need from them. Um, And, you know, that's also hard because you have to be vulnerable and be honest with yourself about what you need and they may not be able to give it to you. Um, but opening your heart to them and admitting what you need, um, is, is great communication skills. Five, be ready to listen to what your spouse needs in the relationship. Or in this case, be ready to listen to what your significant other relate, you know, boyfriend needs in the relationship. So it's also really important to look at the other person's side. Like why did they not take the trash out? Why did they not take the dishes out? Were they super, um, anxious about something else? Were they distracted? Were they like really like tired from their day at work? Like what is it that's going on in their, on their side? Um, and that also fuels connection and builds trust as it says here, because you're looking at the other person instead of yourself. And I'm, I'm not good at this, honestly, to be real with y'all to be vulnerable. Cause that's what the podcast is all about is being honest about where I'm at, where he's at. Uh, I'm really bad at this to looking at the other person's side. And, um, I like that last sentence. Yeah. It says I'm getting better at it. The first person who can identify what the other person needs in the relationship and meet that need wins. Dang. Instead of the sooner you can convince them that they're wrong oh, and you're right, right you, win. you win. Saying the first person who can identify what the other person needs and meets that needs wins. Dang. That flips the script. That's like take this mic out and drop it on our floor right yeah, now. Yeah, right, I'm gonna do it. No. Just <laughs> Sorry, Mason, we disrespected you. No. Okay. Then six, be ready to adjust in order to better protect a repaired connection. Uh, so I'm going to read this one because I'm not sure what it means. <laughs> a successful reconnection conversation doesn't just clean up existing messes that have led to a disconnect. It also identifies the areas where you need to adjust in order to build and maintain a better connection. Your goal should be to move forward from this conversation with motivation and plan for staying connected. There's nothing more contagious courageous than fighting for your connection by leaning into a tough conversation remember that you've been given a spirit you've not (laughs) been given a spirit of fear but of love power love and self-control you've got this and it's worth it and you're worth it and you're worth it no you're worth it oh you're supposed to say it back (laughs) no you hang up (laughs) no you in the podcast (laughs) (laughs) so yeah those are some Man, all that was such that was logical. That was my first time hearing that. Me too, to be honest. I had just found it today from my uncle. Yeah, we it. don't actually do any of this stuff. What? We just look it up online and tell it to you. I'm just kidding. We do. We just don't flesh it out like this yeah. every no, day. No, there's some stuff that 
yeah, that we share on the podcast. That's from experience. And then also when we choose a topic, it's an opportunity for us to learn or deepen our knowledge uh, in, in different areas. So. Also keep ourselves accountable to continue yeah, doing this true. kind of stuff yeah. so that our communication gets more it's effective. It's convicting. Yeah, yeah, it's convicting to talk about this stuff and be like, oh, yeah. We haven't done one in a while. Yeah. We should. I'd be doing them all the time. Yeah. Um. One more thing real quick is if you're, again, well, I want to restate this. If you need a mediator, if you want to learn more about this, like let us know, DM us. Um, and then also there's other conversations um, that yeah. we've learned mm-hmm. um, through this Relate 2020 mis- uh, um, ministry. So um, I'm sure we'll do another podcast on it another time. But anyway, just if you need help, come to us because it's a lot, you know? Yeah, we'd love to to help walk you through it and just be a neutral third party, um, not take sides. Um, but just help you guys to reconnect. So please reach out to us if you're interested. Thank you so much for joining us today. We're so psyched to be back, baby. And um, we just ask that if you love this podcast, please, please, please share it with a friend. That's how it gets the most um, audience is when you share it with a friend because uh, friend is always trusted a brother is trusted right so share it with a friend please give us five stars on whatever platform you're on if even you think we're a five star if podcast. you think we're a five star yeah that would be great because it really gets um it gets us momentum for sure if you do that and then leave a review if you can too that would be even like three star five star points for you bon- brownie points anyway we'd be super super grateful so i hope you guys have a great week And we'll see you next time.